0: This podcast is brought to you by Estee Lauder Company's UK and Ireland's Breast Cancer Campaign. The campaign helped to make the opening of Future Dreams House possible and continues to raise millions to help end breast cancer. The house offers practical and emotional support to those diagnosed with the disease.
1: Hello, I'm Victoria Derbyshire. I was 46 years old and getting on with my happy life. I didn't feel as though I had a care in the world. And then came breast cancer. This is the second series of this podcast brought to you by the Future Dreams Breast Cancer Charity. And it's for those of you who've experienced a moment like that. It's for all the challenges and hurdles you'll try to overcome. And for everyone in your life that's affected by your diagnosis. Family, friends, work colleagues, the people who care for you, who hold you close the people you lean on. We have already talked in series one about hair loss and living with terminal breast cancer, about exercise, about faith, about your breasts, about what happens with your work. So many subjects. I mean, we're never going to do them all justice, but we are going to try in series two, because this is a podcast for all those issues, for all those moments, and also for what happens next. Today... We're going to discuss breast cancer and your bra. And we've got four women who are here who are going to be really open about this subject. And I wonder if I could ask them to introduce themselves.
2: Hello. Hi there. My name's Paula Moore. I'm 48 years old. I'm the fashion director at Future Publishing, overseeing the fashion pages on Woman and Home, Woman, Woman's Own, Woman Weekly and Chat magazine. Um, every year um, we support Breast Cancer Awareness Month in our October issues. So it was while looking up one of those pages that I thought, oh, I should check myself. And I did actually find a lump and went to the doctors. This was all during lockdown. And I was diagnosed with breast cancer in November 2020. Um, I've had surgery, 14 rounds of chemo. I've got six more to go. And then radiotherapy.
1: Wow. There's a lot going on in your life, isn't there? Yeah. How, how, are you, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How's your no, mind?
2: Not too bad, actually. So I'm having chemo once a week and I'm just tired more than anything else. But I've been really lucky where I haven't felt nauseous or anything like that. I've had the side effects of you know losing the hair, black nails, that sort of thing. But generally in myself, I'm feeling OK. Thank you, Paula. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Hi, I'm Julia Leckie. Um, I'm a mom, a wife, um, an entrepreneur. I've always run my own businesses for years. Uh, Aspiring author. I've had breast cancer twice, 2015 and again last year. Um, Been through 20 rounds of chemo and all that stuff and fighting fit and good to go in life again. Do you know when someone
1: says I've had breast cancer and then they add the word twice? I mean, it it feels like I've just been punched in the stomach. Never mind you.
3: Hmm. yeah it was a tricky one um I went for my five years all clear got my all clear and then three days later got a you're not all clear oh my god um so um a few days after did the biopsies and yeah went through the whole thing again um it was different the second time because I think I was more prepared I knew more I felt more knowledgeable not less hurtful mm. <laughs> um and obviously a big impact um on my family and children you know I've still got two pretty young kids 10 and 15 but I feel I feel well again and I feel like I'm good and I'm enjoying my life and uh and I've got a lot to offer and I you know so I'm I'm in a good place mentally at the moment so there's no problems at all with me which is good
1: that is really good (laughs) good to hear and you are very welcome Julia Kelly hello to you
0: hello uh Yes, I'm I'm struggling to sort of uh, follow Julia's story because I I can relate to it very much. Um, I'm Kelly Short. I'm 46. Um, I was originally diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 31, so quite a few years ago now. Um, I've also had breast cancer twice. Um, And yeah, I had a recurrence a a few years later. Um, And I've also had ovarian tumours, which turned out to be non-malignant. But nevertheless, I you know, I went through a lot of stuff before I found that out that was the case. So um yeah, I can relate to what's been said so far. Um I'm really interested in the topic we're gonna discuss because bras are kind of my thing, really. Okay. Um I I coped really well with my treatment the first time, um, physically, and um I was quite positive until um yeah, I I had a mastectomy and I I was really quite um I really struggled with my 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 body image um and I did something very drastic and I I took part in how to look good naked with Gok oh
1: my god Um, that is drastic
0: it was drastic (laughs) it was drastic and it it completely changed my life and and from that lots of weird things happened and I was approached by a company called Royce lingerie who asked me to um to model bras for them post-surgery bras which I did Um, and then it went on from there and I've from there I've I've worked with a number of different companies um, teaching post uh, surgery bra fitting and doing some live sort of fitting modeling and some photographic modeling I mean I've got a proper job I'm just an ordinary person um, that sort of my life did some weird things and I definitely think breast cancer doesn't define me but it shaped the person I became And lots of good things came out of it for me. But bras is my thing, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Excellent. Monica, hello.
4: Hello, I'm Monica Harrington. And, um, oh, how do I follow on from all of you guys? Um, Thankfully, I haven't had breast cancer, but um, I have worked in uh, the lingerie industry for over 30 years and I'm a fish expert and um, I've been helping women for... Yeah, as long as I can remember. And I really feel I make a difference Mm -hmm. um, to women. Um, A lot of consultants um, and the NHS send me um, women um, who are a little bit trickier to fit, a little bit more challenging. And um, I'm all about looking outside the box and... um, I train uh, women all over the world on how to fit and I train them also on how to fit women who have had uh, breast cancer surgery and um, really to be able to offer an amazing service and stop putting them in a box because they've had breast cancer Mm. and just, you know, help them to get back to how they were feeling before about their lingerie and, and just looking at some Different options, yeah. Yeah.
1: And Monica has brought um, into the studio where I am sitting alongside her uh, various, I'm going to call them contraptions, which Monica is going to describe, because we've got, actually, it's cutting-edge technology, but I'm calling them contraptions, and we'll, we'll get to those. But briefly, all of you, I want to ask all of you, describe the bra you are wearing now, and let me tell you, that is a question I have never asked in 30 years of journalism.
2: Paula, go for it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God, I'm actually not wearing a bra today. Woo! I hey. know, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm wearing a Australia, but I have been living in um, bralettes, um, underwired, bralettes, uh, non-wired bralettes, which has been my go-to since surgery because I just find them really comfortable, and they're very pretty and feminine as well, Made them just lacy um, and just really comfortable. So, that's what I normally wear. But today, I'm wearing a strapless summery dress because it's quite warm in north-west London.
1: And I can see you on Zoom and you look gorgeous, your red and white strapless summery dress. (laughs) Thank you. Right. uh, Who wants to go next? Julia?
2: 90%
3: of the time, I don't wear a bra, I have to be honest. Um, Controversial. It is. I mean, I think... My implants are gravity uh, defying, so they stand up perfectly well on their own. Wow. Um, and, but today I am because I'm wearing a, a really lovely and non-underwired, very soft t-shirty bra from Uniqlo, which I really love. And I'm wearing that because I'm going to yoga. And when I go to yoga after this, I don't, I don't know whether you girls have, have had this, but because I've got my implants in, and I do some yoga movements. Sometimes my breast looks like it's collapsing, and I my breast, And I don't really want anyone to go, oh, my mm. God, she's got collapsing breasts there. Um, so I just wear it on days like today, just in case anyone's looking over. Okay.
0: Kelly, what bra are you wearing right now? Um, I'm wearing the same bra I wear 90%. Not the same one. I've got a number <laughs> of them. I'm um, a, uh, a nude moulded T-shirt bra. And... Uh, you know, before I had cancer, I used to wear a nude molded t-shirt bra. <laughs> and after cancer, they offered me all these really like granny type things. And I was looking for something that was red and lacy and sexy because that's what we all wear every day, right? <laughs> no, no, not new. No. But actually, actually what I wear is a nude molded t-shirt bra. But I just kind of wanted that choice. But yeah, I'm wearing a nude molded t-shirt bra, which is what I wear pretty much every day and so am I and so yeah. do I I'm re- I'm the
1: same as you
4: Kelly what about you Monica yeah. oh my goodness um, I'm actually wearing a nude moulded t-shirt bra okay <laughs> <laughs> this is Just the because... bra of the moment yes, clearly I've got a t-shirt on so yep. I'd always wear a t-shirt bra under a t-shirt fair enough okay so I, I want to talk to you about uh,
1: because for some of you it was more challenging than for for, 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 for others of you When you go through treatment, and some of you have mastectomies, some of you haven't, how are you feeling about your body? And obviously, I know, Paula, you're in the middle of treatment. So this is really current for you. Tell me how you're feeling about your body.
2: So um, after surgery, um, I had a lumpectomy. Mm. So it was just the cancerous lump was removed and I had lymph nodes removed from the armpit as well. Okay.
1: And so so just um, just for people who don't really know or want to learn more about a lumpectomy, it literally Mm. is as it sounds. They take a lump out of your breast. They don't take the whole breast. Yes.
2: yeah, No. So I was left with my breast and I was quite surprised that once looking at myself in the mirror that it didn't look too bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I was expecting. I thought it'd be drastically different, but I was lucky that you know, they've done the, such an amazing job and um, the scarring you can't really see and they were able to sew the nipple back and everything. So it doesn't look like horrendous or anything. Mm. And it's a lot smaller than my other breast, but it's, 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 you know, it's fine. Right. It's not, it's not bad at all. So um I was lucky enough that I was able to then just purchase sports bras. Um, I bought ones with, the zip in the front because after the operation um it was just more for comfort and it was quite hard for me to use my arm so I was wearing that um, and like slightly molded sports bras um so yeah so I mean yeah so I was doing that for quite a while and they just buy quite a few of them
1: to wear Kelly when you had your mastectomy that really changed the way you felt about your body didn't it
0: I can feel myself tearing up even now. And it's it's such a long time ago, you know, and I live with it every day. So for clarity, I haven't had a, a reconstruction. Um, so I've had a single mastectomy one side without reconstruction. And, and, and yeah, so just right. to, when you say for clarity, does that mean it's flat on one side? Yes. Right. So completely flat one side with a, a, a very large horizontal scar. Um, and I've got quite a lot of discolouring from uh, radiotherapy treatment and sort of a burning, basically. Um. So, yes, I had two lumpectomies before I had my mastectomy, which were not successful, essentially. Um, I had a choice the second time I, I could choose. They didn't get all the cancer. I could have a mastectomy or I could try again. And what I learned, I know now, which I didn't know before I had cancer, was I heal well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I heal quite quickly. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to give it It's it's a few weeks of recovery from surgery. I'll just give it another go. Um, and that was unsuccessful as well. And then I didn't have any choice. And at that point for me, I was super sort of positive. I worked during a lot of my treatment. And But the moment, the moment I had to have the mistake me, just everything changed. That The bottom fell out of my world, really. Why? Why? I'm quite outgoing. Um, I just thought, I don't know what I thought. Really. It's really hard to explain. But I just, I lost my confidence on success of who I am. I, I know now that people don't judge you the way you judge yourself. Mm. So, you know, Julia, probably nobody's looking at you when they're doing their yoga because they're trying to do their own yoga. <laughs> so, you know, when you were saying earlier, you, you know, and we're all like that and we yeah. were worried yeah. that somebody's looking at us, but actually they're just getting on with their own thing. Most of the time people aren't staring at your tits, unless when we're talking about tits like now, you know, <laughs> uh, if, we, if we were sat around the kitchen table, I would probably be looking at your, at your breasts because we're talking about them. Um... And, and that's what happens. But in the real world, people aren't looking at your boobs all the time. Um, but I just I really I became really withdrawn. I was I was really, really depressed. Were you? Um I, I would say on the verge of suicidal. Yeah. Oh I was I was in a bad goodness. place. I was in a bad place. I didn't want to open my front door. Um myself and my husband had been to we weren't married then. We'd just got engaged and we're sort of planning our wedding, which went on hold. Um and we'd known each other a long time since we were teenagers and our friends are all kind of joint friends. But even though those, his male friends were my teenage friends in my head, I was thinking, they'd think, why do you still want to stay with her? She's only got one boob.
3: Mm. Whereas
0: now that feels ridiculous. But then I was just, yeah. Mm. uh, Yeah. I really, really struggled emotionally, really struggled. Okay.
3: I'm always really worried to say bad things about how I feel about my body because the most important thing is my cancer is gone. So what I don't want to do is scare anyone and say, actually, I'm really upset with the end result and I'm not happy about it because surely the bigger thing has to be You're alive. I'm cancer-free. And I feel really lucky. I have friends that are not cancer-free and are in stage four and it's really tough. So I'm all that's what I mean. I'm always like really mm. nervous to say, but if I'm really deep down honest, it's been really upsetting. I had a mastectomy. I was 39. I had an 18-month-old baby. I've got a husband who's gorgeous and he's a bit of a boob man. Mm. <laughs> Suddenly I had these amazing boobs, and you know, they they were filled with milk and all the lovely things, and I felt vivacious and gorgeous. And then overnight I lost it. And the second time around, I thought, oh, you know, I got breast cancer, I'm gonna hold on to it. I'm gonna do a lumpectomy. I'm gonna keep that one boob because it's You know, I love my boobs and I had a lump and then the cats were still there. So last June I had to go for a second mastectomy Um, and I really, I really, I did really grieve losing those things. And now I don't know about you girls, but I have very little sensation in my chest. So between here and here. So from your shoulders
1: um, to just below where your boobs would be.
3: Yeah, because of the operation, the radiology and all that sort of stuff. And I sometimes think, you know, now my husband's a bit like, do I touch them or not? You know, because, you know, do I feel that area or is it going to make you conscious? But i say to him, look, it's fine to touch them. I'm not necessarily able to feel it. Mm. Um, but it's it, it's a big, yeah, it's a big change for, to to go through. And But I always have to say, I'm really glad I'm here and I'd much rather be... The breasts that I have, um, than you know, not to be here. Uh, so I'm really careful to tell that story because I have yeah. people coming to me for advice. I'm like, don't worry about it. Go for it. Go for that mastectomy because don't hold to some hold on to something that would kill you if, yeah. if you did. Yeah, so that makes sense.
1: It totally makes sense, and you've you've talked about it really carefully there, and I appreciate that, Um Monica. Why? I mean, it's obvious from from what Kelly and Paula and Julia have just said, but I want you, with your expertise, to explain why bras are so important for people who've had or are going through breast cancer.
4: Well, I think, first of all, um, at the beginning, you have to wear a bra that's completely different to what you would usually wear. So I've just got two here today um, that are what I would say bras that are straight after surgery that, okay and these so, are so more, let's describe these so
1: this is this is reminds me the one i'm holding now mm-hmm. reminds me of a, of, a, of a sort of maternity bra what i would call a maternity bra so it's quite big there's no wire underneath there is elastic underneath it's got um poppers at the front so you open it at the front it looks a, a bit sports bra-ish it, and wide straps it looks so
4: comfortable it is really, really comfortable. yeah, um, these are two of my favorites that two different brands that I go to, um, but they're completely seam free.
1: yeah, so what why me, is that important?
4: that the nothing actually rubs because as what um Julia was saying, she can't feel anything, mm. you know, especially straight after surgery, you can't. F- feel anything at all so if you have a bra that has say very thick seams on the inside or any kind of seaming it can actually rub that area and it can be really really uncomfortable where the scar is where the scar is yeah so something like this one that you have there with the front front fastening what you can actually do is like you can put it on, so it's easier to get into it, especially if you've got that restricted movement. Um, which you often do after which surgery. Which you do, and also, um, say like this one is a little bit has a bit more compression in it. So this is suitable for post reconstruction. So right. again, straight so this up, just bigger surgery. and
1: thicker. It's it feels yeah. a bit
4: more supportive. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. This is definitely again, it opens more at the supportive. front, which is
1: yeah, a really wide. Really wide um, straps mm-hmm. as well.
4: Yeah, and I think Julia, this is what I'm probably recommended for you back last <laughs> last year. I,
3: I wore it for a long time until my consultant, Mr. Sharma, who I love and adore, said, um, <laughs> "You need to change that bra. Wearing a compression bra." <laughs> <laughs>
4: Why is it called a compression? Is it compressing you? It compresses you? <laughs> because, because, post a reconstruction, what you need to do is you need to compress that area and just really hold everything right, in place. Right. So it's to
1: help it heal. Yeah.
4: yeah. And a, a lot of the consultants recommend that you sleep in it as well. So you could be in this mm. bra, like Julia's my saying, best for, <laughs> you know, you're, like you're 24 seven in yes. this. I feel like bra. I missed out. I've never heard of
1: a compression bra until today. Oh yeah, you've missed out. <laughs> I have missed out because I had a, a, a single mastectomy and and a, a small implant put in, and my boobs are different are different sizes now. Yeah, um, mm. is that the same for anybody else? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Most people have got different sized boobs in the first place, have not they? It's just we don't even notice. Well, you're do right,
1: it? but mm. so you're you're absolutely right there, it's, Kelly. But but mine are really quite a different size. Different. Yeah. yeah, And it also obviously yeah, it wasn't well. for one of trying on the consultant's point of view. But yeah. when, as he said to me afterwards, when when as a patient, you're lying flat, yeah. having your yeah. cancer, having your mastectomy and then a, an implant put in, it's quite difficult when you're lying flat to, to get them absolutely symmetrical, mm-hmm. which I accepted.
4: But, you know, you can get yeah. a partial what they call a partial prosthetic. Well, let let me share with you,
1: Monica. Mm -hmm. What I have in my one side of my bra now is basically a sort of pin cushion, a triangular pin cushion. Ah. It's really old fashioned, which I put foam in (laughs) uh, and and then (laughs) shove it in one side to
0: equal them out. (laughs) Oh my I goodness. love those old-fashioned things, I, though. I Do, know. You? Like, Do you? Yeah, Kelly? because they're soft, and you know, it's what works for everybody. It doesn't all have to be modern. And doesn't simple. always work it's what for, works for you. No, but listen,
1: I I wear it in a, with a bikini, and I can be in a swimming pool with a load of mates and kids, teenagers, including teenage boys, and there is my little pincushion floating on the water. <laughs> ah, <laughs> <No>. Velcro, <laughs> Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> good shout. It's a good That's shout. what you want. And actually, when I was in <laughs> I'm a Celeb last year, uh, a woman. A, a, a sewed in the 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 kind of the extra bit on one yes. side so that I would not have to mm. worry about it when I was putting a cosy on before I had creepy crawlies chucked all over my head. <laughs> so I know it can be done. I use toilet
3: paper. So say again. I've had to use, I went to a wedding last year and it was, and I had this beautiful dress and I didn't weigh it up before I went. And then I went to a friend I could be really honest with and said, Do my boobs look okay in this room? One looks a bit smaller. So I raced into the toilet and got mm-hmm. a, wad of,
4: a wad of toilet paper and shoved it in. Good <laughs> for you. Good. And I think that's yon. the thing. Lots of women do that. You know, they, they just kind of try and make do. But it's also mm. good to know that there are partials out there and you know a lot of these come free on the nhs as well right you know, so what well. are you holding up now and describing now I, I, it, it feels like rubber
1: to me it's what do you call silicon so silicon yes yeah, what is it's, it's
4: a pr- it's it's a partial prosthetic partial so prosthetic. it's hollow yeah on the inside yeah so it fits over the smaller side so it creates symmetry okay yeah. cool so, if, so
1: it's a bit like my pincushion, but it's sort of it's a bit, but, yes, silicone. but it's silicon but it's breathable
4: And yeah, so it's and they're all different shapes. And sometimes, like, uh, you know, Victoria, I've had I've had women come in because I do fit in one of the NHS hospitals Mm. and I've had women come in and there's extremes. Like I had one woman, she, you know, she was in her late 30s, you know, she had an 11 year old boy and she said to me, you know, I'm finding it embarrassing now because he's getting older and I think he's embarrassed with his friends. And she said, I just, I'm not symmetrical. Mm. And the breast care team had sent her to me. And she was about a 34F on one side and the other side, honestly, was about a 34BC. Okay. So it was extreme. And what I did was I got... A very large partial, much bigger than this. And we put it at the front and then we got another one on the side and I built out a boob to match the other, you know, to match yeah. the other side. Because the way our breasts, you know, really g- gravity sets in, right? Yeah. And the way your breasts, you know, um, kind of droop is more to the side. So we built out that mm. and it was you know, there was tears, but tears of joy. Yeah, absolutely. Because I she was that. so happy with the shape, you know. Yeah. So these things can, they can work. Um, and yeah, they're great for a lot of women. Yeah. They really are.
1: Do you feel it's more important that you're, you have properly fitted clothes or not really?
2: do you know what actually yeah I do think um the way I've dressed is slightly different than before because okay. I do want to have yeah properly fitted I haven't gone down the baggy route to cover up anything um I went to a wedding recently and I did have cleavage on show even though as I say one breast is bigger than the other mm. but to me it's like you know I'm here and that's the main thing so I didn't mind showing. That wasn't sort of symmetrical, but um, yeah. So I think more fitted rather than baggy to hide to mm-hmm. hide anything. Yeah.
1: How do you feel, Kelly, about showing any cleavage?
2: Well,
0: obviously, I haven't. I've only got cleavage one side. That's what I mean. Because I'm completely flat. Yeah. But I didn't have a lot of cleavage to begin with because right. I'm quite small chested, and so in a way that is an advantage. And I, th- because it's it is easier. I can wear something lower um Without, you know, kind of I haven't got a huge cleavage one side and none the other. Mm. So, that, as you say, those extremes, when you really extreme one side, you know, the difference, I think it's is much harder, clearly. um I think it's difficult, you know, it, it's difficult in different circumstances, you're more confident. I've built my confidence over time, and I've, let's face it, I've had some professional help along the way to do that. Mm. Um, it was yeah it was really super tough particularly at the beginning and i did go down the baggy route i just wanted everything to hide and cover and now i'm i do cho- choose clothes differently um uh yeah you know my style is is very different to how it was so what pre- what do you wear now that you wouldn't that
1: compared to what you were wearing before
0: i would have worn a lot of sort of lower cut things um than I would now. I would have also worn strappy things or things without a bra. Now, clearly, you can get a stick-on prosthesis, mm-hmm. so that is an option, um, which I have tried but I haven't really gotten with. So, you know, going braless is only an option if if you're absolutely happy to show that you're flat one side. Right. So, you know, I would do that in my home on a Sunday night in a tracksuit in front of the telly. Um, and many years ago, I wouldn't even open the front door then, whereas now I'm like, again, I go down the route, actually, people aren't looking, they probably won't even notice mm. that, you know, they're speaking to your face, whatever. But I wouldn't leave the house like that. I have used the toilet roll, though, when I've got to work and realised that I haven't put my prosthesis in my procketed bra, um, sort of brushed against myself, thought, oh, My bras like indenting one side. That's not right. (laughs) Rushed out of a meeting. Um, Toilet toilet paper ruffles, though, be warned. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, all those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. I've got a steamer. How how many bras have I got? Yes. Oh, I'd say I've got between 50 and 70 bras. Paula? (laughs)
2: Probably not as much as that. Maybe um, about 30. Julia?
3: Up to about two weeks ago, 30, and I did a big throw out and I've got three now. Wow. Because all of those, none of them made me happy apart from three. So I did like one of those big, take them to Mm -hmm. the um, charity shops, clear out.
0: You know, I wear the same four identical Royce lingerie t-shirt bras, you know, so I, I wear the same ones, but it's about having that choice in the drawer. So it's about, for me, you know, I mentioned the red lacy sexy bra with a matching suspender belt, you know, I want to have it i do not going to wear it necessarily, but I want, I want to have that
4: choice. <laughs> I want to have that choice. Yeah, I remember Kelly when um, Kelly has been my model in the past when I'm uh, when I've been training. And the one thing that stands out for me, I remember putting you in a beautiful <laughs> Helena Christensen, <laughs> little, really sexy um, bra. It was gorgeous. And um, I remember uh, you saying, this is my Saturday night bra for my date night with my husband Mm. when we're indoors. And it was just such a lovely moment. (laughs) Julia, the the three that you've got the three that you've got left,
1: what are they like?
3: They are literally like you said earlier, they these sort of like nudie shaped, you know, really lovely practical t-shirt bras. And And probably like I did the first mastectomy, I really struggled with it. And I went to a lovely lingerie shop and tried on lots of different outfits and bikinis and really felt it was important. Um, And then I think the second time I had it, and I I think back to your point, Victoria, it's a bit like, I think my surgeon said, you know, the Laurel and Hardy sketch where you've got a three-legged stool and you cut the one and the other rocks. (laughs) And and so I've sort of been through that where one's gone, then I had another one put in and they're never quite the same. Mm. Um, But I don't feel like, and and back to your point earlier, I've got a 10 and a 15 year old and I happily walk around the house uh, at times naked or make a dash for a towel and stuff. And they never, ever notice. They never seem to mention the fact that my boobs are not the same Same. or anything. It's bizarre. I just, you know, it, it does not affect them at all.
1: Why does it feel so difficult when you're first diagnosed, when you have the bra conversation in your head, to find the right bra? What, what is going on? Because Monica, you've brought so many here today. There's clearly choice out there. Yeah. But certainly when I was first diagnosed, I I'd know where, I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to do. I think I probably bought
4: mm-hmm. loads hoping that one would be Right. And I think that's that's with many many women out there. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you know the, the hospitals are great and they get, you know they give you the advice and they help you and you know they get rid of the cancer and they do all of that but that next stage on often a lot of women say I don't know where to turn what do I do mm-hmm. you know um, where do I go? Like for a bra straight after surgery, when I'm in the hospital that I need to have, mm. that's that's what they're telling me. Mm. Where, where do I go for that? They don't know. And then the next stage is, you know, whether it's six weeks, 12 weeks, or with a reconstruction, it might be three months mm. that you're coming out of this compression bra. Really, you know, it depends on the healing. And and all of a sudden it's like, where do I go? You know, you might have worn a push-up underwired bra all your life and it might have been in that sexy red or it might have been in a t-shirt style Mm. and then all of a sudden it's like well I can't wear that anymore and that's what people are telling you yeah and people are being told Victoria to throw out all of those bras you can't wear them anymore no I say to people you know what I want you to do first off and I'm sure I've said that to Julia you know I've said this to you as well it's Put those bras, all your gorgeous bras, put them in a little box, put them at the back of the wardrobe. And you know what? We can look at all of those Mm. much further down the line. And sometimes you might have been in the wrong size or the wrong shape so they might work <laughs> at all but other times you might actually be able to bring those bras out and they might work you know but you can't have them just know because we need something it's like when you have a baby yeah. you need something for that you know that supports that you that supports practical. you yeah that's practical okay, so, 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 so t- let, let,
1: let's name some brands and some shops now because people yeah. want that practical advice well,
2: yeah because I, I was going to say actually because there are specialist brands so like Nicola Jane and Mm -hmm. Amona. But the high street is really catching on. So I think it's great that you are able to go to like John Lewis, M&S, to clothing at Sainsbury's and Matalan. They all do post-surgery bras.
1: Because that's the other thing. I'm so glad you've mentioned those last couple of brands, Paula, because Post-surgery bras are, can also be really expensive. It's a disgrace. It, yeah. I mean, normal yeah, bras are expensive. It, yeah.
4: I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they have to be so expensive. Right. So yeah. what I say, because I meet a lot of women, especially coming through the NHS, mm. that can't afford a bra. You know, so yeah. there's lots of different options. Um, I'm an ambassador for Future Dreams, yep. um, uh, the charity, as you know. And um, one of the things we did do was we brought out the Sisterhood Bras. So that's with a brand called Naturana, um, who have made post-surgery bras for many, many years. They're a European brand. And um, they came together with, um, you know, with Future Dreams and they created a post-surgery a collection of bras and also on the back of that they've created the sisterhood bra so if you buy a regular bra from the Naturana collection then they um, they will actually give a free bra that is a post surgery bra to a woman who can't afford it going through the NHS which is amazing amazing and they you know these kind of this is the type of bra that their post-surgery bras are like. Okay, is this really is gorgeous. Nice. Let me describe this. It's, this is a post-surgery bra. That's a post-surgery wow. bra. it okay. so got a pocket so,
1: on the inside. Right, okay. Yeah. So this is navy blue. It's got a bit of a shimmer to it. Mm. It's got lace underneath the, the two cups and lace all the way around the back. Um, the clips are on the back. It's got reasonably wide straps. Uh, it's got a little bow in between the two cups and then each cup has a hole... Where you can put a prosthetic, or like yeah. me, a little pincushion. Now, this is this is really stunning, it and that, is that's the kind really of bra lovely. that would be given to, to a woman who can't afford to buy one.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, that's the gorgeous. other one that really does is Georgia at Asda. Mm-hmm. Their bras are fantastic. Their post-surgery bras are fabulous. Like they're nine pounds fifty. They even do swimwear with pockets. Next do them. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's quite a few. There's m This is a little m You know, so if you're a little bit smaller, yeah. we talked about a T-shirt bra. Yeah. This is a post-surgery T-shirt bra. Um, so there's lots of different options. Now, not everything will suit everyone. And that's, you know, th- that's, the, that's the norm, you
1: know. Paula, why, with your expertise in magazines, why, why do you think the high street is cottoning onto this?
2: I think it's, you know, it's one of these things that they realise there's the market there for it. And I suppose with the beforehand, only having specialists and brands doing it, it's, you know, there's a call for it. They can produce them more cheaply, can't they? exactly so yeah Yeah. and it makes it accessible for all with the price points but it's like saying when they say nude bras and they're now doing things in different skin tones and things like that there is a market there for it and it's you know and just being able to provide a service for more women um which is great and that's, that's an affordable price right let's just briefly talk about the benefits of not
1: wearing a bra and i appreciate julia with your implants it gives you that option. How
3: does it feel not to wear a bra most days? When I first had my first mastectomy, so I had a very, I call it my little tin hat, sorry, because mm-hmm. they, they are quite solid. <laughs> and then I had my normal, like, fleshy boobie yeah. boob. And I was always like, super, super love my breasts. Can I just say, I did wear the, the tops and did have voluptuous breasts. And mm-hmm. especially when I had my two boys, you know, they were just like amazing. Um, so I think, I think it's a real, it's, it's a real sort of like, um, you know, tricky area. And then after that, you know, then when I had my second set, so I had one sort of flopping around a bit naturally mm. and then another like little tin hat. And now I've got two little tin hats. They don't really need that much lift or, mm. or anything like that. They okay. just sort of stand proud. Right. So it's quite liberating not to wear a bra, uh, not to wear a bra, to be honest, mm. um, and uh, no one really massively sort of picks up on it although they're, they're just probably scared to say <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. but I have got both my nipples so I did manage to keep both my nipples because the cancer is quite far back. Right. I don't feel them, I'm not aware of them but physically if you look at my breast, you can see two pretty good nipples yeah. still so let's not yeah. assume and that you we... don't have any nipples at the end of all this, it, it doesn't have to happen that way.
1: I think it's worth explaining Julia because I've still got my natural nipple how is it possible for a surgeon to remove the breasts but keep the nipples just describe how they do it
3: so i got described and obviously i'm not a surgeon no. What i specifically asked my surgeon um, dr trom who's an amazing surgeon i said i really would like to keep my nipple but not to the you know to actually then it later come back inside my nipple so he said what we do is we take the nipple off we scrape it out mm-hmm. and then we sew it back on Um, so you won't have any sensation necessarily or tactility Mm. like you would, but visually get it. And also it is actually quite responding. It does respond. I don't know what to. It's (laughs) almost got its own little mind and memory and brain, but it does actually become erect sometimes. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I can actually have two erect nipples in T-shirts, not wind-related or coal-related or anything. Mm. Just Just something's going on. They just suddenly get a little bit happy and stand out. (laughs) Great. That's great.
1: That's amazing. So, so, Paula, you revealed at the beginning of this conversation that you are not wearing a bra today. How do you feel when you're not wearing a bra?
2: Um it's it's quite liberating, isn't it? It just feels a bit free. Mm. Um, I wouldn't probably leave the house without wearing one, but I'm at home, and yeah. So, yeah. but I have heard recently lots of people saying, like during lockdown, that they you know ditching the bras and they don't want to wear them anymore. But I feel that your bra should be really comfortable. It shouldn't be like you're wearing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't have your straps sticking into you. Um, and yeah. if that's the case, you're obviously just wearing the wrong size bra and and bras should be really comfortable. Yeah, that's a really good point,
1: which I haven't thought yeah. of before. Actually, when you're wearing a bra, it should not feel like you're wearing a bra. Exactly. Is that right? No. Exactly. And I,
4: that's what I say to everyone. I say, you know what? Yeah. Don't let anyone fit you into a tight fitting bra. Yeah. You want to feel comfortable. So I'm all about just looking outside the box. You know what? If you want to wear a no bra... <laughs> if you want to wear you know a regular bra which you can wear you don't have to wear a pocketed bra you know but some women love it because of the security but you don't have to like I have a non-wired walk hole it's beautiful yeah. you know I Ooh. recommend this all the time I've got an underwired Triumph bra the fl- r- wires are really flexible that's beautiful as well people wear those you know so it's just about finding something that's really comfortable on you yeah. and works for your shape and you it know? might mean
1: we have to put a little bit of effort in to be fair exactly. Kelly when you mm. are not where it when you when you're bra free, how does that make you feel? Well it's
0: much more comfortable, let's face it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um yeah, I wouldn't leave the house without a bra because of that mm. that asymmetry. Mm. Um I have had um this so when I had my surgery, I didn't have a compression bra at the beginning and as I said i haven't got a lot of, you know, um breast, but they gave me a vest which had a little, a little pad like your pincushion in it basically mm-hmm. um, with a bit of velcro and it kind of stuck in in the vest. Mm-hmm. And actually in the first few years I kind of kept it and I'd put that on occasionally. Um, yeah. And then my mum made me some things and you know like, I'd always wear a pocketed bra mainly, but if I had an outfit that I wanted to find a particular bra to go with a particular outfit and it wasn't pocketed, that was fine. I'd just either pocket it myself or I'm not very good with needle. I can't actually get somebody else to do it or get a bit of Velcro. Like like Monica, I'm like, look outside the box, throw the rules away. Um, but I don't, I don't very often go bra now. no.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to ask you all um, finally, in just a second, for your advice for any woman who's listening right now who is maybe struggling or worrying or anxious because they may have surgery coming up or they've, they're post-surgery and they still haven't found the something that makes them feel comfortable but before I ask you Monica you've just got to explain what the heck this is this is allegedly (laughs) state-of-the-art technology it's a prosthetic so it's a it's a silicon boob as far as I can see with with uh, you you attach a, a a, a mini mini kind of I'm going to say pipe that gives it the a wrong pump. impression it's ti- it's
4: tiny it's a, it's a lead it's oh, yeah. a tiny lead and at the end is a bloody pump yeah it's what a little the pump heck? so this is the newest latest and greatest well it's been out for um for the last couple of years now from right. um amuna and uh, they're one of the prosthetic makers mm. and um it's breathable right. um it's very very lightweight okay. like really really lightweight yeah. and you pop your little Tube Need. into the side. Go on, you do it. And um, got no glasses on, of course. Do you want mine? Here we go. You yeah. pop it in. Oh, yeah. And you can pump up. Hang on. Do that near the microphone. Then we can hear. <laughs> you can pump in the air into it. Yeah. It's called adapt air. So it adapts to your shape. Okay. So when women are very hollow... You know, they've had a lot of surgery. Mm. It's fantastic. Or if you want to pump out a little bit more on one side over the other. Understood. It's brilliant.
1: And then you take the lead off.
4: Take the lead out, and yeah.
1: The, the, the lead out, rather, with the pump.
4: And... and then you just pop it into your bra. Wow. And Does, th- it, go, does it go flat? Then? Yeah. Then no, no, little... no.
1: When you're out and about. Oh, no. No, no no, no, no. The air
4: stays in. If you want it to go flat, then there's another part that actually... That deflates. Yeah. And can I just say one other thing? For women... That are of different uh, colors, skin mm-hmm. tones. Um, please, please don't let anyone put you in a skin in in a skin tone that's not yours. That's not your matching your color of your skin. Yeah, because you, you've got
1: different colors different here. Different colors. You yeah. know, there's
4: darker skin tones. This mm-hmm. is a true life. It's really lovely. Darker skin tone. It suits a lot of skin and tones. And you've also
1: got oh, prosthetic nipples. nipples here. Oh my.
4: Yeah, there's so again much in different out there. skin tones. Yeah. These ones, a woman made these because she had breast cancer, mm. and she makes her own nipples. Look how real life they are! That
1: is unbelievable. They what, are. What's the material? What's the?
4: These are silicone. It's silicone as well. As well.
1: Mm. Yeah, okay. But they're
4: fantastic, and she does them in different skin tones as well, which is absolutely brilliant. So when would you use
1: this silicone nipple?
4: So some women, because they haven't got nipples, yeah. so they like to actually wear those. Does it stick on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A With of, a little bit of. A little bit of saliva. Pop it on. A little bit of
1: spit. (laughs) It will stick on your skin. Okay. Right. So, Kelly, let's start with you. What advice, what words of wisdom can you share right now for any any woman who is listening who is struggling with the bra issue, either going through treatment or post-treatment?
0: The best thing is to be realistic. It's not necessarily going to be quick. So I think I thought I'd be able to go into a shop and buy one and be happy. So I think I would say to people, you know, you're going to need some time. So if you make an appointment for instance, uh, uh you know somewhere and I'd really recommend some of the small bra boutique, you know, the boutique independent shops, you get some really really fantastic service. And you when you say an appointment, you highly someone trained.
1: T- someone who's trained, who can fit you properly and who's really
0: sensitive to, to how you might be feeling absolutely and for a lot of women it might be the first person that they've got undressed in front of apart from their surgeon that's true not their partner or the family and so when I talk to bra fitters uh, you know I'm I'm not an expert in in the fitting of its of, of the bras particularly but I've got involved in bra fitting training because I talk to people about how to how to deal with their customers in the fitting room so for instance if I go into a fitting room and there's nowhere for me to put my prosthesis. What am I meant to do? Put it on the floor? Would you put your boobs on the floor? When you Why it should I like put mine no. on the floor? <laughs> if, you know, would you expect somebody to touch your boobs? No. So don't pick up my prosthesis because it's my boob. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm really passionate about those things. So I think it's really important. And I would say to people, if you're going to a fitting room and you're not comfortable, if somebody touches your your prosthesis, just say, excuse me, that that's that's not all right. Wow. Because people need that feedback and they're learning. And the service we're getting is getting better. It's not perfect everywhere, but it's getting better and better and better and better. So I'd say be patient, be open-minded, try everything um, and don't settle, you know, for what, what they think you should have because yeah oh yeah this young lady's had a mastectomy give her a you know this old granny bra no 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 thank you thank you but no um (laughs) and different bras for different things we spoke a lot about comfort today yeah but I would say we as women I bet we don't always wear really comfortable shoes definitely not no so why does your bra you don't want it to damage you But you might have a bra that perhaps is a little bit really pretty, but a little bit itchy, you know, it perhaps irritates your skin. But I might want to wear that out for dinner because it makes me feel great. Yeah, Yeah, it makes me feel good, you know. So I think we, with a lot of focus on everything being perfectly comfortable all the time, was actually you have your Saturday night shoes and you're, you're commuting through London shoes, and they're two very different things. So,
2: why wouldn't you have different bras? Most places do free service for the fittings as well. So it doesn't cost you anything to go if you're comfortable going somewhere to be fitted. But you can do things online as well, or you can be sent to um, take measures to do fit yourself at home. And that, so that's something to try. Um, I'm all about comfort, and I've always got comfortable shoes. So even though <laughs> there's my my high heels, so like I get the platform, platform front, and uh, really high wedge. Yeah, I'm all about the comfort. So, but yeah, and so um, you know, and just try different things as well, and make sure it's right for you. I tried about 20 or 30 different types of bras before I settled on the one that
3: I really liked. Um, so I think be prepared to take time. The bit that I think brace yourself for is the sympathy around it when you have a bra fitting. So you go in and you see somebody and even when I go for massages or I feel like I've got to relive the trauma some days because people look at you and go, I'm so sorry. And how old are you? And, you know, so actually expect that sympathy thing. Sometimes, you know what, when you're on a really casual day, you don't want to confront. Um, So it's almost like brace yourself and lean into it and be a little bit vulnerable. And I, I used to get really upset when I used to take my clothes off and a masseur or a bra fitter would be like oh god I was nightmare even I went for a scan a couple of weeks ago the nurse said oh you've been through so much haven't you I was a bit like I don't want to hear that because oh, I know it yeah. so it's like brace yourself and also then what I do is I just use my vulnerability and say you know what at the end of the day I'm really lucky you know check for lumps check for things I'm in a really good place and put them at ease and maybe impart a little bit of wisdom at the back of it but I think expect that a little bit and sometimes that can therefore for women that are trying on bras can almost put you off going in a little bit so you know if you can go for experts that are used to seeing people that have had um, bra surgery and sorry um breast surgery then it's a little bit Monica didn't even blink an eyelid when I showed her my (laughs) boobs you know and and i tell you what that makes a big difference you don't want somebody looking like they're going to cry in front of you for you and it's a bit like it's sometimes a little bit unhelpful so shop around and, and use your time and, 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 and use yourself as a little bit of wisdom in those situations to hope
4: you can help somebody else if they're going to have to go through it. Finally, to all the women out there, is don't let anybody put you in a box because you've had breast cancer. And you know what? Be- at the beginning... Yes, you have to wear those big bras, but after that, you know what? There are so many options out there and there are so many colours and you can really, really go to town and you can find what you want. just have to be a little bit more flexible, but you can do it. Thank you so much, all of you. Really
1: appreciate it. And also people listening, you will have your own advice, your own tips. So please do share them with us. Uh, Future Dreams is on social media. I'm on social media at Vic Derbyshire. Please send me your messages and we'll include some, obviously through the podcast. Uh, Julia. Paula, Kelly, and Monica, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening. This is a Factory Originals and six foot six production for Future Dreams. And if you want any more information about breast cancer, then please do get in touch with Future Dreams because they are there to help. And you can contact me at any time. And There are so many more conversations we're going to have through Series 2. So please do make sure you download each week. Ladies, thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Future Dreams Breast Cancer Charity hopes you found this podcast helpful. We fund awareness, support and research. If you would like to help us do more, please text WeCare to 7500 to make a £5 donation or visit our website at futuredreams.org.uk forward slash donate. Future Dreams Breast Cancer Charity will receive 100% of your donation. Text costs your donation plus one standard rate text message, UK only. Always get the bill payers' permission. We would like to contact you on your mobile phone with news and updates. If you would rather opt out, then please add no info to the end of your message. For example, we care, no info. Thank you again for listening.